Hey, Millennials, I am back with a special announcement. Millennial Thoughts Academy is launching in March. This is where we will help Millennials learn everything they weren't taught in school, Side Hustle Edition. So if you've always been interested in starting a side hustle, but you don't know where to go, you don't know how to do it, you don't know how to brand or market or promote yourself, make sure you enroll into the Academy. That is by following us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod, and you can email me. Or you can DM me and say that you are interested or click the link in our bio. We are so excited to be accepting people for our academy next month. Spots will fill fast. So it is a six-week program and it is one-hour meetings every week. And at the end of it, you will have your side hustle, you will have your social media And hopefully you will have your first sale. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, please, please, please contact me. Get with me on Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook. I have a group. Facebook is called Millennial Thoughts uh, page and everything. And you all are the first people to hear this because you all are listeners. So I greatly appreciate it. Please reach out to me. I want to help you all start side hustle so you can either get that um, new stream of income, pay back your debt, or even use the money to travel. It's your girl, Alicia, and she's out. Of Millennial Thoughts and happy Women's History Month. As a woman, you know, I had to pay homage to the women who came before us and who are trailblazing now for the young women who will be coming after us. And I just wanted to give a little history about Women's History Month. It is every March and it started a long time ago as a Women's History Week, which was in 1978. And then over the years, it actually became a whole month. And that is just so exciting because everything um, we do, women literally birth, you know, the world. And so I think that we should definitely have more, um, acknowledgement and like honor and things that are going on because we always seem to get the short end of the stick sometimes so this is just to show how much to the women who are doing things and paving the way for our future generations so I wanted to bring some lovely guests on here with me today Delasia she's the owner of the Sunflower Media Company and Aaliyah is the nom is a, I'm gonna say it wrong she is the founder and CEO of Diverse International Women of Color. Did I say it right? Diverse International Women of Color. Okay, maybe I should say the intro over this. Yes. It is Diverse International Women of Color? Yes. Okay, we're just gonna, I'm gonna do it over there. Delasia, is it is Sunflower Media, right? Yep, just Sunflower Media. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so we just, okay, I'm gonna edit that part out. Okay, I have. I have two women um, with me to just talk about paving the wave and being a woman. Um, the first one is Delasia. She is the owner of Sunflower Media. And Aaliyah, she is the CEO and founder of a nonprofit that is called DIWC. And it stands for Diverse International Women of Color. So thank you all for coming on this um, episode with me and just talking a little bit about you all's stories and um, just being a woman, you know, in the business, living life, and being a trailblazer in the industry. Would um, either one of you all like to introduce more about yourself first? Um, sure. Okay. You can go first. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. My name is Delasia. Uh, like Alicia said, I am the founder and chief strategist at Sunflower Media. Um, Sunflower Media originally started as just a social media management agency, and now we've grown uh, to be a full-service marketing agency. Um, and so I've been able to expand a lot of my services from just doing social media and digital to being able to help uh, brands and individuals with uh, traditional marketing, whether it's just like print stuff or, um, you know, securing them appearances at different events or whether it's just, you know, using whatever mediums that they would like to um, promote and tell their brand story. Um, that, that's what I do. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, thank you, Alicia, for having me. Um, as you said, I'm the founder and president of the Diverse International Women of Color. What started out as a way to pay it forward to help other women of color study abroad is now a nonprofit organization. Um, I, found this, I founded this in 2018, of June 23rd, 2018. Um, I just wanted to donate and give um, three individuals $500 so they could study abroad. Um, I had studied abroad back in 2012, and it changed my life. And I just knew that, you know, by helping other brown and black girls study abroad, it can change their life as well. So I've been in a business right now for about three years. Um, and I just received my nonprofit corporation status, 501c3 status, um, as of July 13, 2020. So it's been three years in the making, but everything happens for a reason. I love what I do. I'm a worker nine to five. And this is just my thing on the side so thank you for having me you're welcome yes i know i'm actually i'm on the board with Alina, yeah. so you know <laughs> i'm the, the director. director yes director i'll be getting um titles mixed up but it's gonna be okay because i was thinking of president early and if you follow us on instagram millennial resource hub you will see that um Aaliyah was our first women history um like tribute so she's our gonna be our women history for the week and um also millennial thoughts she'll be our millennial of the week so I was like why not bring her on you know um mm -hmm. to showcase and also um if you all know people who want to study abroad the applications are open so you all just share the information follow them on Instagram and everything like that we will have that uh linked and we will also talk about a little bit more um in yeah. the episode uh so yeah. Uh, for this month, um, we are wanting to do some trivia as well. So I'm going to ask the audience a question. And if you know the answer, you have to uh, comment on this episode's um, like post. And you can uh, get a chance to, you know, win something cool. So if you know who coined the phrase Black Girl Magic, I want you to go to Instagram and uh, comment below and see if you won. And the question is, who coined the phrase Black Girl Magic? And stay tuned because there'll be some more in all the other episodes as well. So I think it's just some type of fun thing to, you know, talk about celebrating Black women in history. Um, so you told a little bit about your story, um, Ali, about how you studied abroad and you wanted to pay it forward and different things like that. So you wanted to create a nonprofit. Uh, did you ever think about not going the nonprofit route and doing it as a business? Um, no, I always wanted to, um, always, I've, I've worked in a nonprofit field for about seven years now. So I have a little bit of nonprofit management. So I've always wanted to like start a nonprofit organization just mm -hmm. to give back to my community. Um, yeah, and receive donations to help other people like 
in their needs. So I've always had a passion of just helping other people. Um, so yeah. So no, not not a for profit, but I mm-hmm. always wanted to be a nonprofit. Just you know. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, because you wanted to give back. Oh yeah, you've been a nonprofit. That's also cool too. What are some things that you think that uh, people should know before starting a nonprofit? Because I feel like a lot of people are thinking about it now and they don't really maybe know which way to go, or they do know okay. what they want to, but like they just are like, ah, I'm thinking about it, but they haven't really like uh, fouled and did all that other stuff. Um. So what I would say is find your mission. Know your mission know your vision and just go from that like know exactly why you're starting this corporation or nonprofit. my second thing would be is to find people on your board in order to file any articles of incorporation you need at least three members to include your board find people who believe in your vision who believe in your mission and that you can have on your team i think when i first started out doing my organization and just getting it started i didn't i didn't have the people that fit my mission and vision so it was difficult for me to get the IWC started but then you know once I started looking for the right people networking everything just happened and came forward so I would just think that's the biggest thing is to find people that's going to be on your team that's going to serve the purpose for your organization okay yes that is great really that is what you you hear a lot about like board members you're like what about board members different things or whatever and so you took the route of the nonprofit, and you have to have a team now Delasia, you have a for-profit and you don't really have a team so um you do everything like by yourself I'm guessing so how is it uh like working the full-time job and still trying to start and create your own brand um for sure so with me um, my biggest motivation was I'm, I'm a huge storyteller. I love helping people connect. Um, and so marketing just became my, my way of doing that. It's my way of giving back to, <laughs> to the community and the world. Um, so when I got started, uh, like you said, I was by myself. At this point, I really don't, I still don't have a team. I've been doing this for about three years now as well. And um, I've been, been, been able to do it um, where I can bring on volunteers and people who might need internships and I'll pay them for that because I, I'm a firm believer in unpaid internships are no go. Um, but okay. I'll, I, <laughs> so uh, I'll definitely give out internships when I can. Um, but for me, because I am also flexible in my pricing, a lot of times that does bite me in the butt because I'm always trying to work with people's budgets. So that's one thing that I've definitely learned is, you know, like you gotta, no matter um, who you work with, the people who are willing to pay the price that you know you're worth are the people that are worth working with. Every now and then, of course, I always like flex a little bit for one client or two because they are very loyal and I love their mission and I love what they're doing with the people that they serve. Um, but for the most part, I have to really be on top of myself about, you know, like charging people the fair amount on my end and on theirs because I'll lowball myself sometimes and people will be like, you need to charge more or you need to like, you do all these services, you shouldn't be doing it for free. So that that's really what I've been focused on now. And I would, that's my advice to anybody is to know your worth. Um, you know, don't, don't downplay yourself and, and say, well, I'm only just this little business. And it's like, no, you, you really don't realize it until you look back or you have somebody write a testimonial and you see how much mm-hmm. you've helped a client. And that's when I really started to realize. And I was like, I really do a lot of work for people. Um, and it's because I love it. So definitely uh, know your worth and, and charge what you're worth. 
Yes, I'm so excited because I just got my first client from my side hustle academy, and mm-hmm. it was like I called her, like met with her, and she paid it. So I'm like, there's people out here that will pay what you charge. You just really yes. got to find the target audience or whatever. And um, also I wanted to say like we networking is really big, and I feel like um a lot of women get like a like bad rep like uh whatever they're talking about i support women i support people but sometimes there's always like a bad rep and i was like low-key we're like all kind of in the travel industry i really forgot how i met Aaliyah. i really forgot how i met you but i remember that i met delaysian the groomy but Aaliyah, you were um on my episode like you were on my season for traveling like when i did yeah i wish you i wish you um I was putting hashtag like study abroad. And I think you were doing something about studying abroad and um I got you from yeah. there. Oh, you found me on a hashtag? Oh my gosh, see, yeah. that's when hashtags work for me. Now they don't really work for me like that. But I did meet a lot of people um doing my hashtags in 2018. I feel like I don't know what happened, but Instagram needs to help me back again. That's what I was talking about. Um, they try to play me, but yeah, so you was on my um like season about traveling because we were talking about your program again and so we just yeah. did it and I also think it's like it's the power of networking as well too and me delay me and Delasia we actually met in a real estate group meet and then we just got off and we were just talking and we had a brunch together and we also got like this hospitality um certificate together yeah at Florida International University when they came out during the pandemic Florida Atlantic oh Florida Atlantic see I they don't like they don't like it when people you know mix the two up oh Florida Atlantic <laughs> well I don't care because I got the certificate for free <laughs> I can't worry about I can't worry about it but it's just going to say like forming relationships with people and like having that um I guess like that networking and just having that connection also can help us so much more. And I think social media has done that really, really great for us. Like, I feel like in our trailblazers, like our years, like we have social media, so it helps so much better. We have access to things and we can create things. And so it's just um, like a better way to, you know, uh, be able to like really do something and really like try and being able to create things for the future. And I guess I didn't really say a little bit about myself, but I just like to say I'm a Jill of all trades. I don't really know how much that is, but how you were talking about like um, not charging your worth and stuff like that. Honestly, I'm just now um, like getting into like the clients and stuff like that. Like I did virtual assistant. I didn't really like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I think about people paving the way for me, knowing that I'm in the travel industry, I was getting somewhere with this. Um, I was gonna say that I, when I did get on Instagram, like I started seeing, do y'all know who Onika the Traveler is? Yes. Yes, Onika the Traveler. Do y'all know who Kelly is? Kelly said go. No. No. Don't know who Kelly said go is? No. She's like the first black woman to have a show on the Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. oh wow yes and she like has like a jet and, well she has like a jet she like flew and stuff and so like when I talk about like doing different things and like having trailblazers and I'm like I really look up to them like in that travel industry even though like um Onika like she's not even she's really Canadian and I think she's a daddy and I forgot but like she lives in New York and um she's even like doing stuff in the travel industry like the tv industry and it's like that's somewhere that I want to go like travel tv niche Mm-hmm. so um I was just like those are some people that I really look up to but but of course I look up to different people you know like the Oprah's and stuff like that because it's like I feel like I have a lot of different things that I want to do which is really hard when it comes down to things because it's just like oh my gosh where do I want to do so I wanted to ask you all who are some people that you all feel like maybe 
um, trailblaze for y'all to be where y'all are right now? Or who are some people that y'all look up to in your niche that you maybe aspire to like, not be them, but like follow their path? Um, so I would say the one person who um, inspires me is my grandma, um, my grandmother, which is my father's mother. Um, she was born in the South, um, didn't finish school, um, started her own business, from, was from North Carolina, grew up in the, you know, the KKK era in that oh. nation, that and that, like, you know, era down south in North Carolina, born in 1937, um, desegregation, this and that, came to New York, opened her own bodega, as we call now, but they used to call, like, I guess, a corner store. Opened her own bodega. Then she, you know, sold her bodega and then got multiple jobs. She was just always on the move, always trying to do better. And I guess that just motivates me to do better. better. And that passed down to her son, who was my father. And this that just instilled important guilt of life is just to never give up. And if you, you know, want something, you can get it just by putting the hard work in. So I think my grandmother is like the trailblazer when it comes to me, when it comes to my family. We all look up to her. Right now, she is 83, and she's still working. Oh, yeah, she's still alive. I don't know how she's working, but she has, like, a hustle where she drives people around as a taxi cab. So it's just, like, that motivation of just keep working and working and working. I mean, she doesn't have to work, but she just chooses to because, you know, she's just a go-getter. So that just drives me to do better. Um, And... I love that fact about her. Um, my mother always motivates me to do better too as well. Um, she's a God-fearing woman. She believes that, you know, God, you know, provides for us. And just having that person who has that faith and prays for me daily, I think that motivates me to do good as well. So those are two important people were women, Black women in my life who motivate me to do success in this world, who support the IWC, um, and I'm really grateful and thankful for them. And again, like without them getting money to study abroad, um, I wouldn't be able to reap the benefits of studying abroad if it hadn't been for my grandmother and my mother. So I, I love that because uh, Aaliyah do not change. Like when I ask her, she's like my family, you know, people always like look to like outside. Well, of course they're outside, but they're in your family. Like, you know, they'd be like, oh, a celebrity influenced me or this influenced my teacher. She'd be like, no, my grandma. <laughs> yeah, um, my grandma, she's, she's, she's the OGs of OGs. Like, life of the party, still rocking. And I just want to be like that when I grow up. I know people that go, who you want to look up? I want to have that same energy. I want to live my life and know that I did everything that I possibly could do. And when I leave this earth, I want to leave a mark on this earth. And I think that my grandmother has left a mark on this earth. And um, even though she's still here, it's just, it's just beautiful to watch, you know. So that's why it inspires me. You said she's from Mississippi? Is that what you she's said? She's from North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina grew up on the farm. Um, her mother did moonshine, like old, old, old school back in the day. Um, so this that you know that old southern at blood is in her and it just drives her to make her do better and it's passed on down to me passing on to my, I have a twin sister passing on to my other sister and we just always try to do best we always try to make a situation well no matter what situation you're in you just try to look for the best in everything that you can do because it could be worse and um and just give give god thanks so yeah 
That's it. I love that about you. Um, Delasia, <laughs> who do you look up to in your industry? Um, so specifically in my industry, there are a couple people. Um, first, I would say Bogama St. John. She's currently the uh, chief marketing officer at Netflix. She's been she's been through a lot of companies, um, but she's definitely one of my professional inspirations just because she is a game changer. Like she is not afraid to um, speak her mind. She's not afraid to put what really needs to be at the forefront at the forefront. Um, she's worked for Uber, Apple Music, Endeavor, which is the um, company that oversees the Miss USA and Miss Universe pageant. You know, I love my pageants. So um, she's definitely a huge inspiration. She actually um, had a workshop, a six week workshop that she came out with that I just paid for. So I'm gonna go through that. I'm super excited. Um, and I just love her drive. I love her tenacity and I love her energy. Um, and the things that she says, like I watch her a lot on Instagram live when she goes live. She actually liked one of my tweets once. And I was like, oh my gosh, she liked my tweet. Cause I had a dream that I had dinner with her. And I was like, y'all it's gonna happen. What? I'm gonna have dinner with her. And then she liked oh, my wow. tweet. So I was like, yep, it's gonna happen. Um, mm -hmm. So her, and then I guess another inspiration is personally, I would say probably my grandfather only because like he, he's been like, a very big driving force, I guess, the same way that Aaliyah's grandma has been a driving force for her. Um, yeah, he's he's been like super supportive. Anything I've ever wanted to do, he's always like, well, you go do it, you got it, I know you can do it. Um, he's always pushed me, even when other people have said like, you know, does that really make sense? Mm -hmm. Or do you really think that's a good idea? Um, so definitely my grandfather, to keep it short. <laughs> okay, yes, that's so funny. Oh my goodness. So I have another person. I really like Ava DuVernay. When you said something about the tweet, it reminded me. I tweeted about Queen Sugar and she liked my tweet. <laughs> I was a fan girl. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, I'm tweeting her back. Uh, Ma'am, are you hiring for the next season? Because I would love to work on Queen Sugar. <laughs> I'm done. You got you honestly. You gotta you gotta go for it. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Like they like I know they be on Twitter. I know they be on social media. So um, don't be trying to be out here like y'all don't be on there. But I was like, what? And then I felt like I felt like she liked another one of my tweets, and I'm like, what? I love her so much. And I just like um, read a book to my kids like about her because I tutor and like it's mm -hmm. Women's History Month, so I read a book on her and stuff. And I'm just like, yes, like Ava Du Ava Duvernay um amen because sometimes like in this journey in this journey even being women and stuff like that you know there's always like a timetable and stuff like that I'm like Ava DuVernay like she really didn't pick up a camera mm -hmm. until, like she was like 40 and so like sometimes I get like not down on myself but sometimes I'm like dang I wish like I would have started writing a long time ago I wish I would have went to school for writing you know stuff like that so it's like just seeing people who do things um like I guess like the unconventional way is like okay cool maybe I can still do it because I'm writing a short film now and I'm writing a, like a TV, like a web series, but I'm like, dang, did I wait too late? Like I know I'm only 25, but I'm like, so many people are younger and like they've done so much or they went to school for it and stuff like that. So it was like always hard to like, you know, um, see you in that light and stuff like that. And so it's when like people don't have the same, like when they didn't like go to school for this, do this, do that. Like, it's kind of cool to just like watch and see their journey. Mm -hmm. When it comes to that. So yes, I love Ava DuVernay um she's amazing and I think like her stories do really really good especially Queen Sugar and of course she didn't like <laughs> stuff like that yeah. so I like I like her as well and um in the industries you know like women I guess they get the bad rep I don't know do you all believe that women do get the bad rep in industry or do you feel like women are on top and we are like 
rising and we're like equal in that i think um men spare us i think a lot of men have been are intimidated by us because they know that, that um that we can do the work better than them. Um, I, I worked in, I come from a human resource background. So as you may know, everybody, majority of people in human resources are women. So um, mm-hmm. human resources is basically what runs the company. I, Me personally, I think because we handle all the employee issues, et cetera, like that. And most of the times the vice president, the presidents of human resources or the directors of human resources are women because we know how to handle things. And I think sometimes men see that as intimidation. And that's sometimes why I feel like sometimes we, you know, are the least when it comes to different jobs and different industries because men and men are intimidated by this. But I feel like mm-hmm. if we're all treated equally, then we could all win. Everybody could win. But, you know, men think they rule the world. <laughs> hence why we didn't get a how hence why we didn't get a, a, a female president. But you know. I was like, oh dang, shout out to Kamala. I hope I'm saying her name right. Kamala. Yeah, we got a we got a VP, but we could have Yes, that's what I'm saying. So like when all that was going around, like Hillary Clinton, I'm like, they don't want a woman president. Forget about the emails, forget about whatever the heck, whatever the heck was going on. I don't know because I'm not a political mm-hmm. activist right now, but I'm like, they did not want a woman president. And that is so 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 disrespectful like to me I mean of course what she did like her husband whatever but I feel like she had the experience and she had the um then she got the schooling maybe maybe not whatever but Trump may have no schooling no nothing he's just a rich man and y'all gonna choose someone that doesn't have no experience in politics versus someone who has experience in politics I feel like it was just because she was a woman that's why she didn't win and you gotta also you got to also understand, like, you know, a lot of people in the U.S. government have still this old school knowledge of, like, men rule everything and, like, you know, we're superior and they don't, people don't accept change and people don't want change and people don't want new yes. things because yeah. some people, everybody's so used to doing things back in the 70s, back in the 60s. We're in 2021 right now. And that, like, oh my goodness, I was, oh, sorry, what were you saying? No, even on the news, like, you know, the government, there was some people that didn't want to approve a $15. No, I mean, didn't want to approve the $1,400 stimulus because they would say, somebody said people who received that money could retire on that. And I'm like, what? what? Like, retire. you're still thinking, retire. yeah, you're still, yeah, guys, you're, people still think about this old school nation, like, and it's, it's, it's majority of the men because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hopefully we can change that. I mean, it starts, I think that just starts with, you know, family at a young age and stuff like that. That's his generation mm-hmm. and generations. But, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully one day, you know, things will change. But until then, it's up to us. It's up to mm-hmm. us being women. It's up to us being, um, even being people of color. It's up to us to make a change no matter what. Yes, and that's true because I was listening to um, like my pastor. Well, he's not my pastor. I was listening to the church service or whatever. And they were talking about trailblazers and they was talking about like trailblazers question things and different things like that. And it's like, you can see even in the church, like he was talking about patriarchy and monog and monog. I can't say it now. Misogyny. Yes, misogyny. I could not say because I was thinking of a different word. But he was like <laughs> literally like breaking it down and stuff like that. And um, seeing how like people are thinking that women are, like under men and stuff like that because it goes into like patriarch 
patriarchy, misogyny, and all that stuff. And like people don't even want to change. Like, you know how long it took for a woman to become a pastor or to be even in the pulpit. And he was saying like how people are like, well, when you retire, whatever, like who's going to take over? And he's like, nobody has ever said a woman. And he's like, but I want a woman to take over, whatever. So I mm -hmm. think small things like that, like they think women should just be like at home, like teachers and stuff like that. And it's like, no, women can do whatever they want to do. And that's why I'm all about women. Like you can do whatever you want to do. You can have all this and more. And um, be, I begin in arguments with these men because we men talking about some. He's like, I don't want a uh, career boss woman. I just want a woman who like wants a career but doesn't want to be like a career woman. And I'm just like, a woman can be anything and everything that she wants to be. And mm -hmm. that's why platforms like this because you can work a nonprofit and you can have a nonprofit. You can work a job. You can you can be a side hustler. You could do whatever you want to do. You are trailblazing for anybody and everybody. And I feel like it's it's like always like somewhere people think women live for a man and that really infuriates me yeah. like every everything is like oh well if you do this like a man oh well if you do this it's like a man well this is a man and it's just like what like no like I should be able to live my life on my own terms I mean of course your morals and whatever you have but like I am not living my life for a man for he so he can see me or he can do this for me and it's just like no like women can be on the same level like we literally birthed this world and we're like so disrespected i'm gonna get off my tangent on that <laughs> like joe scott said living my life like it's golden <laughs> <laughs> yes like, yes even now like it just really just stresses me out and so that's why i just want to have these like conversations like these safe spaces for like women to be like yes you are a bomb yes you are a trouble like you don't have to worry about anything if you want to work and do this and I, if you want to work get married have kids you can if you just want to work and you want to be free and you want to go live and it's just like people can do that they can go and do whatever they want to and I just feel like society is like a woman needs to do this woman needs to do that and I just really like get upset about that all the time but people think I hate men, but I don't hate men. I just hate the fact that society, like, it feels like it's a pressure to be like, oh, okay, a man, man, man with this. And like a woman, it's just like a woman can't live her life without someone saying something about a man to her. Like, what? I don't know if that happens in y'all's life, but it's just. It's no, true. for sure. Like, I, for example, um, so I am, uh, aside from my company, I am the marketing director for another company. And um, it's, it's male dominated, like my owners are males. Um, and it, it gets to a point where I'm just like, I understand that this is your business, but marketing is not your expertise. And what you're asking me to do right now is not in your best interest, but you're a man and you're gonna sit here and exert your dominance over me because you're the owner of this company. And you're gonna tell me what you want and that's what you're gonna expect. And you know what, I'm gonna give it to you. But when it doesn't go how you think it's gonna go, that's when I'm gonna look at you and be like, Remember when, remember when you said I didn't know what I was talking about? And I think that's the mindset that a lot of men have. And it, it's really, it's, it's annoying. Like, it's like, they only want to listen to you if like you're, half the time they really only want to listen to their mothers, but that's a whole different story. Um, but it's just really annoying to, to be, especially when you, um, you, like I've been through enough. I've, I've had enough experience, especially in this industry and to know like what marketing is, what it needs, what, mm. what your vertical might need if you're in, in a different industry. And to see that people who have no clue, they just say, oh, I have money and I'm a man. Think that, oh, I can do whatever I want and say whatever I want. And you're just going to follow it. And that's what's right. 
You know, there's never any discussion about, okay, well, what are the pros and cons of your suggestion versus mine? No, it's like, okay, I'm a man, I'm gonna do what I want and you're gonna do what I say. So it is really annoying. Yeah, and then they be, and then they try to say like women can't do this because they were like, oh, women are emotional. Oh, that's stressing me out. Women are emotional, they have babies. Like what men are the most emotional creatures on this planet? <laughs> <laughs> And I just like, I don't know, but yeah, working in a man, well, I guess I do work in a male dominated field, but not really, but it is kind of great to just like pave your own way, but I don't really work in a male dominant field, like on a day-to-day basis, honestly. So it's not really that bad, but it's just like, it's just the world or whatever, but yes, having to work under men and stuff like that is just like a whole nother thing and they just can think they can say whatever to you think they can say do whatever and that's really and that's why we create our own mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is exactly like so we can you know have our own future and so I wanted to ask y'all um where do y'all see yourself like in the next five years five years like where do you want to see um I guess like your nonprofit organization and like your business um oh, I think, oh you want you can go no, 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 you can go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think in the next five years, I definitely want to have expanded to a couple more states. Like right now, I've, I have clients in Kentucky, I have clients in Atlanta, and then I have clients in Florida. Um, but I definitely want to expand because all of my services, I can do them from anywhere. And people a lot of times don't understand that. Like they do like to have marketing companies that are like, you know, within reach. But of course, I can also travel. I'm always down and hop in the car, hop on a plane. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> that's the best part. Um, and so I really also want to um, increase the type of clients I work with. So hopefully I will have a couple of the verticals right now. It's mostly like beauty or uh, just general businesses, so people that sell products, but I definitely want to get into more of the restaurant industry, uh, the hospitality industry, so working for uh, branded hotels and kind of helping them expand their marketing efforts, and then nonprofits too, so hopefully I can help a couple uh, community-based initiatives that are, you know, you know what I'm saying, that are working towards not just making money all the time, you know Mm. what I mean, so that's, that, uh, yeah, and then I guess you know, six-figure revenue <laughs> every year consistently. That's definitely what that's definitely yes. what I'm working toward. Yes, yes. Thank um, you. That's good. So what I'm looking for is hopefully in the next five years, um, DIWC could be, I guess, one of the top <laughs> um, studyable scholarships. I look to also um, expand our studyable scholarship to probably to produce a fall scholarship and a spring scholarship as well as a summer scholarship also I look to actually get involved with more high schools um, because I know that um, when I went to speak to students last year a lot of students don't know that it's possible to study abroad while in college so just connecting with 11 and 12 graders and just inform them that they can study abroad while they're in college and also um obtaining a passport sponsorship program. I really want to do that in the next upcoming five years. And also just expand um, an application pool and just diversify the application pool to men of color as well, because they're as important as women. But I know that when I went abroad, um, I saw less um, women of color. So that's why women of color is my target right now. But looking for the future, I do also want to um, award scholarships to men of color but yes so you want to like branch it out to moc <laughs> hmm? i said you want to branch it out you said to men right 
Yeah, to men. Yes, to men. Oh, yes, I was like, and I was like, men. Yeah, color. to men. Yeah, to men. <laughs> color. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's one of my goals. But um, I could say like, I guess my next like target goal would just to be to like target um, just again target just high school students. So as you know, like tomorrow's International Women's Day, and um, myself and one of my board members will be speaking to high school students about um studying but we collaborated with another um program nonprofit mm-hmm. that helps teens study abroad mm-hmm. um while they're in high school and um they have like an online program where teens get to learn like different languages and stuff like that so just connecting in that level because it really starts when you're in high school I know I wasn't aware of studying abroad until I got into my sophomore year of college so if I would have known my you know junior year in high school that I could study abroad and get my passport and you know study abroad every semester like how my peers were when I went away in college people were studying abroad since their freshman year in college you know then it would have been way easier for me and it would be easier for the students that look like me to study abroad in college I actually decided to study abroad in high school oh wow that's good Yes, but guess what, y'all? I didn't know. I went to Paris. I didn't know no French or nothing. I just heard I was going to Paris. I was like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. I went to no class or anything. I didn't know no French, but I was like, bye, I'm about to go. <laughs> yeah, that that's that. I mean, growing up, we. I, I mean, I could say there was probably one program, one, one study abroad program, probably where I went to school in her and um when when I went to middle school and high school, probably one or two programs that co- collaborated with the CUNY University but other than that there wasn't really schools I was participating in that because yeah. you know I, they kind of figured like you know when you go to college that's when you get it but I think high school students should like you know high school more high school should branch out into doing a summer at least a summer program so when they can you know students can have something to do and it can gain college credit that's one of my goals too. That is what I want to do, but I just don't know like legally and stuff like that if I really want to do it. But I have thought about like taking students abroad, like in high school, but you know, like all that extra stuff. I don't really know if I want to do it. I know. Yeah. But, I know that in, uh, when I went to high school, our uh, history teacher, she took us on a three week trip to Europe and we did tours of like Amsterdam, Germany, oh, wow. uh, France, all, all these really cool places and I was like I want to do this when I go to college um and when I got to college I realized I had other plans um and I like I love that well I went to Lynn University it's down here in Boca Raton and um it's it's a huge like the international population is humongous there um and I'm also excited that the the black population is increasing because I know that they're getting a very uh, well-rounded education but um, the really cool thing that I love about there, so we have a, a thing called J term, and it's basically that okay. January term in between. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know all schools had that. So because when, when I would yeah. come home and mention to my friends that I had to go back to school for J term, they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Okay, I guess you don't have it, but it's okay." So the first year um, of J term, your freshman year, you have to do a community service project. So your class mm-hmm. is focused on like a community service initiative. The second year, it's actually language and culture, so you get the chance to study abroad or you learn a foreign language so for me I was going to study abroad in Italy but some things happened and um 
I ended up having to stay. And so what I did was I took um, Italian film and culture. And so I was able to learn Italian while also watching the movies and everything. So it was always really cool to see how they expanded those things for students. And like, even if you couldn't afford to go, let's say a full semester, you could go J term and it was half or one fourth of the price. They had scholarships. So I really appreciate that experience in terms of like my school making it available. So that's why I thought it was really interesting that you said that. Yeah. Cool. I studied abroad um twice, but I did I did like the small turn. So I did Panama and then I did Trinidad and Tobago. And to your point, Ali, I was gonna say I definitely think it depends on like what area. I feel like that's all what area you live in, what type of schools you go to, what they offer. And so you know that's a whole nother mm-hmm. conversation. <laughs> and like how they're like, oh, if like these kids or whatever they're going to go out the country and different things like that but you all know the reason why I wanted to do it was like because when I went to college I didn't know about study abroad to like my sophomore year but I couldn't even go because I went to Panama and you have to have like three Spanish classes or whatever but growing up military and like going to um like a country when I was like in middle school and stuff like that and like moving around I lived in like five different states I was so shocked at how many people have not even left their state Mm-hmm. Are their country I was more shocked about the country but then when I heard people didn't leave their state I was just yeah. like well you mm-hmm. never the country and so that like what makes me want to do and I think it is like instilling in people young in high school and stuff like that like there's more to this world than what you think there is into this world and women are out doing it okay paving the way what what it wasn't Bessie on the airplane or something like that <laughs> just mm-hmm. like there's so much out here and so I think that um it does really just take us to be like okay you all want to do this like let's show you all what's out here I know so many women who are traveling who are who live in Mexico who live in Africa I know Africa's a continent you know but who live in like um the Caribbean and live in like London and they're just like out here traveling like living their best life I'm gonna try to get like them one day but not today (laughs) but um yeah so I just think that that's really important and it really shows like access and I feel like uh, that's a really big issue and I was like yeah I want to take kids maybe college I did do college students I took them to Trinidad and Tobago my um like last year my grad program but I was like I do want to kind of do like undergrad and like even high schools or whatever but all the other stuff that comes with it I was like I don't know if I want to do that but I do definitely think that it's important for um people to know about studying abroad and also knowing that there's stuff way um uh, bigger than you know America yes exactly um and I forgot what question I asked you oh me (laughs) I asked y'all what are you gonna do in five years I'm like I don't know what I want to do in five years um what goal I'm gonna stick to but I do want to um like have some stuff written uh, so I do want to produce like my web series and my short film. I want to get into like TV and film. Um, and then also I would love to like, well, I, y'all know I have a podcast, Millennial Thoughts. And so I created like this Millennial Resource Hub. So I would love to like do events and do trips and stuff like that with the, with millennials. Um, so in like my side hustle program and stuff like that, I would love to just like help millennials learn about financial, like how they can build more wealth, you know, providing them resources for like their mental health and different things like that. And just creating a community of millennials who want to basically do better and have the resources provided to them. So I would love to like have that, uh, millennial resource hub be like 
the bomb thing that I'm doing in five years and you know not have to work my nine to five no more <laughs> and of course other stuff on the side like travel and stuff like that so Mm-hmm. yes <laughs> um yeah so I really um thank you all for coming and joining me in this conversation and I know we have thank some, you for having me you yes welcome. thank you and I know we have some like announcements everything that we're doing because this is Women History Month we have some um events that are going on and some fundraisers and so I also want you all to be able to plug you all stuff in there so people can come and follow you all and also just learn more about us you know on social media so Whoever wants to go first can go, or I can go, and then I can let y'all go. Um, okay, so <laughs> as Alicia said, the DIW scholarship period started March 1st, and it ends May 1st, and we will award um, five $500 scholarships to students participating in an in-person, though that means going actually, you're actually studying abroad in a country, in an international country, um, you will receive $500 and we know due to COVID a lot of schools have shut down their study abroad program but we know that students still need money to fund their their virtual study abroad experience so we will award two $250 scholarships to students participating in a virtual study abroad experience. Um, students will be known if they won by June 14th of 2021 um, and the the awards will be distributed June 15, 2021. Um, and then also after that, um, like I said, tomorrow we do have a program that we collaborate with Teens of Color Abroad, which is a nonprofit that helps high school students um, see the world and explore the world while in high school. So that's it about me. That's all I have. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually doing a collab with uh, Alicia later this month at the end on March 27th. We're doing a virtual paint and sip uh, networking kind of, you know, I guess more so like, yeah, just a, a women's type uh, paint and sip event where we're going to learn more about each other, um, learn more about our businesses and what we're doing and ways to connect. Um, it, it will be virtual, like I said, uh, tickets will go on sale soon um, and we will be shipping like the paint supplies to you so you don't have to go out and like look for specific colors or buy a canvas. And then we'll also have some wine glasses for sale as well if you'd like to, you know, get your own wine glass that is themed for Women's History Month and that'll be on the 27th. Um, as of now, it'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, so go and get your tickets, okay? We will share that, and I'll share both of those things. As for me, I'm Alicia. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you want to uh, know more information about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod and Millennial Resource Hub. I just started that, and it's really cool. If you're interested in um, learning how to start a side hustle, become a side hustler, I also have a program. It's six weeks to teach you how to start your own side hustle, and you can DM me on um, Instagram and or email me and I would definitely be able to help you uh, start that and you know just um, enjoy our Women History Month at the end of the month um, I do want to do some award ceremony so if you have anybody that you think you uh, know that is trailblazing in their community please also DM me on Instagram and don't forget to answer the trivia question and I'm gonna give you all one more just in case you stay to the end you can DM me this answer to the trivia question because this one might not be posted, but it's a treat because you stay till the end. So the question is going to be, hold on, let me get to the question real quick. 
Um, what is the question? Okay, this question is, who was the first black woman to win a Grammy? If you got to the end, message me the answer and you'll have a surprise, okay? Uh, so thank you all for listening. Did y'all shout your Instagrams out? Y'all can shout your Instagrams out and then we'll wrap oh, up. My Instagram for Diverse International Women of Color is d.i.w.c and our website is diwcfun.org and my personal Instagram is halia. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome, Delisha. Um, so for my business, our Instagram is at Sunflower Media LLC. That's at Sunflower Media LLC. And then our website is sunflower-media.org. And then my personal, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Delasia. That's D-E-L-A-I-J-A underscore N. Yes. So thank you all so much. Happy Women's History Month. And I will see you all next week for the next episode. Thank you all. Have a great Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, yes. If you could just send this recording to me when we're done. Thank you. Hey, Millennials. I am back with a special announcement. Millennial Thoughts Academy is launching in March. This is where we will help Millennials learn everything they weren't taught in school. Side Hustle Edition. So if you've always been interested in starting a side hustle, but you don't know where to go, you don't know how to do it, you don't know how to brand or market or promote yourself, make sure you enroll into the Academy. That is by following us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod, and you can email me or you can DM me and say that you are interested or click the link in our bio. We are so excited to be accepting people for our academy next month. Spots will fill fast. So it is a six-week program and it is one-hour meetings every week. And at the end of it, you will have your side hustle, you'll have your social media, and hopefully you will have your first sale. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, please, please, please contact me. Get with me on Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook. I have a group. Facebook is called Millennial Thoughts uh, page and everything. And you all are the first people to hear this because you all are listeners. So I greatly appreciate it. Please reach out to me. I want to help you all start side hustle so you can either get that um, new stream of income, pay back your debt, or even use the money to travel. It's your girl, Alicia, and she's out.